Hey guys, welcome back to Light Chats with Allie and Jenny. You didn't sing it this week. No singing today, friends. We're super, super stoked to have you back again for another wonderful episode. And we are excited to talk about all the wonderful things that God is putting on our heart to tell you tonight. So first off, before we kind of get into it, um, we just want to kind of express that we have made an Instagram <laughs> so excited, you guys. And it's going to be light, L-I-G-H-T, underscore chats. So that is going to be... Trailer, um, get off the our, table. Sorry, guys. My cat is being a nuisance. <laughs> get out of here. Um, but we're really excited. And please, please follow us. And that will be a good way, too, for you. If you guys have questions or comments or if concerns. there's concerns, <laughs> yes. If there's something specific, you guys, that you wanted to say to us about an episode or things that you'd like to see, that'd be a really good way to get a hold of us. You want to Venmo us money for coffee? That too. We'll put our Venmo out too. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, we're really excited to start that. So please, please, please follow us. And again, I think we're going to kind of do some inspirational, like a little bit of some quotes from the people that are on, like guest starring, as well as things kind of from Jenny and I, um, Mm -hmm. as well as just anything in the week that we can help, you know, keep you uh, basically encouraged during your week when you're going to work or whatever, whatever you're doing that day is that we hope that, you know, it can just be a little slice of heaven that you can (laughs) enjoy and really (laughs) encourage you. A slice of cheesecake. There we go. Chef's kiss. (laughs) (laughs) You got that right. So, so we're adding that. Yes. And then we also wanted to add something else new to the beginning yeah Um, we're gonna be calling this little thing radical reflection Mm -hmm. which you might be like what what the heck does that mean Mm -hmm. and we just wanted to do a little fun thing at the beginning not super long not gonna take up a whole a whole bunch of time of just reflecting on the past week or the past month Honestly, just anything that comes to our mind of something God did that was radical. Yeah, Radical. Radical. Because yeah. God is a radical God. Yeah. Like, he is. Mm-hmm. Like, he's not this boring, like, throne sitter who's just like, da, 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 da. Like, he <laughs> literally is so powerful, mm-hmm. right? And he's vast. And he's so, he's literally the opposite of boring. He's so special and perfect and so crazy. Like, crazy mm-hmm. wild, crazy creative, right? And so we really want to give him that glory and just yeah. say, hey, there's radical things that he's doing all the and time. And sometimes they might not be super radical in our definition of like, yeah, he healed the blind and oh my gosh. But like, there are just little things like mine, for instance, this week, uh, kind of this past week is I have always wanted to work in activities at my job because I work at a retirement home and I've always wanted to bring more joy to the resident's life. And of course, cleaning toilets or making the food, that is important stuff, but I've always wanted to do the fun things with them and like call off bingo numbers or go <laughs> listen to them, watch movies with them uh, to just bring a little joy and also bring a little light and Christ yeah. to your life. Yes. And a position came open at my job. I applied for it and I got it. Nice. And that is totally a God thing because if he didn't want me to get that, he definitely would not have allowed that. Mm. And all the pieces are just fitting together and I should start here soon. And I'm very excited. Yay, and it generally. was interesting too, because I found out that typically they don't let you transfer until after nine months of working at there. Wow. And I've only worked there three, a little over three, but they made an exception. So I was like, thank you, Lord. 
Lord. Wow. He came through for you. Amen, sister. What about you, Allie? Yes. So I think, you know, there was a couple things where I was like, man, there were some really cool things that happened over the week. And you guys, it's so easy to miss those things when you don't reflect on them. And so, like I said, we're really excited to add this segment to the podcast of really reflecting and taking time to say, even if it's something super small or what you think is small and minute, is actually like him just showing up. Like it's still radical. It's still radical, even though you might think it's like, oh, well, like I, um, you know, found an extra five bucks on the floor or, you know, whatever that looks (laughs) like, like that's still God blessing you. And still like, there's some beautiful things happening through that, especially if you prayed for money and boom, five bucks on the floor, like (laughs) a radical reflection moment. Right. So Having said that, I would say um, I, I really get to experience something pretty cool at my mom's prayer group oh, yeah. a few days ago. Yeah, shout out to my mom. She is a <laughs> funky, groovy lady. Yeah, Marla. <laughs> and she is a woman of God, you guys, like seriously. So it's been really sweet to see her personal transformation in the Lord because it has been very, very wild to see her transform in the last, I would say, year, um, coming from someone who didn't really follow to coming to a woman who now gathers women in her home and, and like helps preach the gospel and helps dive deep into the word them. It's really been beautiful. So I got to be a part of the group um, about a couple days ago and it's a male and female mix. So a lot of them are like married couples, but also there's some like older singles as well that go there. And there was one lady who apparently had been prayed over about her eye because she wasn't singing very well. And my mom, my bold mama, (laughs) was just like, okay, hey, you can't leave until we pray over you again. Because apparently she was saying that some of the fogginess in her eye started to come back. Um, And they were just saying like, well, you said you were like healed. Like you said you saw perfectly. Like, why is this happening? Um, and then we got to, so it was crazy because we all 10 of us, you guys, 10 people, 10 or 11 people laid hands on her. And there was some, like someone laying their hand on her head, one on her eye. I was laying my hand on her shoulder and we're all praying in the Holy Spirit and like inviting the Holy Spirit to come. And just honestly, you guys like praying and believing, like believing that he will show up because that's who he says he is. Expecting yeah. it, like expecting the Holy Spirit to be in that place and to fill it. And he does every time. So it was just so sweet, you guys, because as you know, everyone's praying passionately, right? There's like 10 or 11 people and they're shouting. My mom's like, yeah. <laughs> and I just remember, right? I'm like, oh my gosh. It just was like, so, and you feel that, right? You feel that when that, when somebody has that vivacious kind of attitude and that, mm-hmm. that part of their, their heart that you see, it's so contagious because you're like, man, I feel that off of you. And so I just like felt like the whole place was shaking, you know? And it was just awesome. And I remember I got to pray over her. And as I was praying over her, I felt like the Lord put in my mind, you know, that she had some emotional pain back when she was a child. And again, I never know, like if these words are mine or the Lord's, like I have to pray about that before significantly. Mm-hmm. And I just say them because I'm like, man, Lord, like I prayed about you speaking to me. It came in my head randomly. I'm going to go with it. Like, I think it's you. And every time it's worked out that it's been him, you know, which has been so beautiful. Um, and so I'm just thankful for that. And so I was able to pray over her in that. And she just felt a lot of freedom and bursted into tears, you guys. And, and she just felt so much freedom. And after praying for her, you know, the first time, you guys, she didn't feel healing. Like, and that's common, right? And then we prayed for her again. Still no healing, right? And you're probably like, oh, what? But like, sometimes <laughs> it takes a few times. It doesn't always just take one time. And so more healing and more healing. And we just keep on praying for healing for her in Jesus name. And by like the fifth or sixth time, eventually we stop and she says, it's perfect. I can see perfectly. Um, and then she's also like, man, I think that was a test because I think it was a faith issue, not a healing issue. She was saying that it was a faith issue. Like she felt like God, she was doubting that God was actually going to heal her, or that he could. Um, and so she said, you know, I felt like the Lord explained to me that it was really a faith issue. 
issue. But now that I got healing over my emotions and over like my faith and that I feel like my faith has grown because of you guys all praying for me, like it's good. Like it's, it's good to go. So I was just like, wow, what a beautiful moment. And again, like to be a part of something like that, you guys, it's just so radical. It is. It, <laughs> thanks, Jenny. It is. It's really radical. And mm-hmm. it makes you think like, wow, I didn't grow up, you know, seeing that. I didn't grow up hearing mm-hmm. about this. And yeah. so being a part of this has been so sweet because God always shows up. He always shows up. Nice. So that was super cool. Yeah. But. So that'll be a new segment we do. Mm-hmm. We'll just talk a little bit about something the Holy Spirit did during the week or just something that we saw that was radical or even if another person told us a story like that, like I could say that was my radical moment, even though I wasn't there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this podcast, mm-hmm. I feel like should have been our first one, but <laughs> right? it's okay if it's the 12th, 11th, I don't know <laughs> where we're at, uh, but it's going to be about uh, beginning a relationship with Jesus, yeah. which is a huge huge thing that I feel like gets a lot of pressure put on it Mm -hmm. that really doesn't need it. Mm. And we wanted to start off by saying we are not, we don't have PhDs. We didn't go to Bible college. We aren't theologists. Like we didn't get, I have like, I haven't even read the entire Bible all the way through, Mm -hmm. but we are just going to be quoting straight from the word. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and seriously, what's like better than that? Like it's literally yeah. God's word because all scripture is God breathed. And so you guys like in this, like, like Jenny was saying, I love that Jenny, you know, we're not these special type of people that are like mm-hmm. hearing from God in a special type of way that no one else is. It's like, no, we're literally quoting scripture. You guys We're co- we're quoting the word of God. And so in that, it's like, that's all we're trying to do. And we're yeah. praying about it, right? We're in the spirit about it. And every time we pray so significantly that God would really speak through and he always does. And so we just want to mm-hmm. preface that again, saying, you know, there's nothing super special about us. Yeah. It's just that we're praying, God's showing up and we're mm-hmm. speaking and we're trusting that he'll provide and he does. And just wanting so. to warn you too, on the front end that we're, there's going to be a lot of scripture yep. coming at you, mm-hmm. get a notebook out, uh, get your notes on your phone ready. Yep. Uh, but we'll get to that in a little bit. First, we wanted to touch on religion in itself Mm -hmm. versus a relationship because there is a huge difference um because people used to look at me when I was younger and be like oh yeah you're so religious or oh what religion are you and I'm like oh yeah that word just makes me cringe Mm -hmm. because when we were kind of thinking about it my I felt like what the Lord was telling me to say is that religion is what we can do for God Hmm. so like how many times I can do this like uh I have to take this communion at this time, or I have to talk to this person. I have to do this. I have to do that. Hmm. I have to check this box for the Lord. Read my Bible every day. Boom. I am religious. Like, but that's not what a relationship with Jesus is like, because uh, I also felt the Lord was telling me like a relationship is what God has already done for us. Like that's how that relationship is formed is I didn't have to do anything if anything, I don't deserve this. Um, I didn't do anything to earn it, but that's still, uh, he's still willing to bridge that gap for us and send his son for us. And uh, it's hard because, yeah, I just see a lot of, oh, you're so religious. And I'm like, honestly, I'm not. Mm -hmm. I am not. I'm the least from religious because Mm -hmm. I don't always read my Bible every day. Mm -hmm. I don't always do these things that people are wanting me to do. 
but I do have a relationship with Christ because so he did these things for me and I accept that. But do you have anything to... Yeah, dang, I, say, I know that you're going to have... All I got to say is kapow. Um, <laughs> that was so radical. good. That was <laughs> radical. Yeah, no, and I think, you know, you couldn't have said it better. I think in a lot of ways, too, I mean, that's what we always hear, right, from people. Oh, wow, yeah, you're so into religion or you're so religious. And I'm like, I want to puke. Like, yeah. I literally do because I'm like, no, no, yeah. no. Like, you're actually missing the point. You're missing the entire The entire thing. point. Not even just one point. And the gospel. Yeah. Like, and so, yeah. you know, you guys, when I hear that oftentimes, and I do hear that a lot, it's usually from people who have, A, never really heard of the gospel. Yeah. B, people who are in a different religion and they just see the religion because mm-hmm. the religion that they're in is saying you have to do X, Y, and Z to get to the top. Yeah. Right? Yep. So I feel like it's either one of those or it's just see if it's like they haven't been around people, you know, maybe good godly people who actually mm-hmm. are saying, hey, I just love Jesus. I just really love Jesus radically. And I yeah. just love seeing him work. I'm obsessed with who he is. I'm obsessed with his character. Mm-hmm. Like, and that's re- just different. You know, I realize a lot of people, too, that I know who have been hurt by yeah. overly religious churches, um, like I know Catholicism. I know a lot of people who have been hurt by the Catholic church and there's just other ones like Muslims, like Muslims, Mm -hmm. definitely a lot of people get hurt with that religion that those are people too, who are just like, Oh, you're so religious. And I'm like, but I'm really not, I'm really not even close to being religious because I don't do X, Y, and Z to be good in God's eyes. I just exist and he loves me. And there's like, there's nothing else that I need to do. Yeah. But that's where, we kind of have split it up into different sections. Mm-hmm. And like we, like we said before, this is not like, oh, well, the Bible says it's salvation, then transformation, then the Great Commission. Like the <laughs> Bible doesn't lay that out. But mm-hmm. based on our own personal convictions and what we prayed about, we feel like those three things are three big mile markers yeah. in making or uh, – Kind of processing through a relationship with Christ. First, salvation, of course. Like, mm-hmm. there's no relationship the basics, there. yeah. And then from that comes transformation, which we'll get into. And then from that comes the Great Commission. Mm-hmm. Um, but do you want to start us out on salvation? Yes. This is where our verses come in, folks. So. Here we go. Here's what I will say, though, before before this specifically, is, you know, it reminded me, Jenny, when you were talking about religion, the Pharisees. Like, oh the Pharisees gosh, in the Bible, yes. you guys, that were literally, like, so religious. Like, that was an example, you guys. If you're looking for an example, go back and read and read the New Testament and read part of some of the, some of where the Pharisees mm-hmm. were. And when, you know, when Jesus came on the scene, you guys, they, I mean, they were, they crucified him. I mean, yes, we all did. But they were just so against him because they were like, you're not the Messiah. Like, you're a fraud. Like, you know, all these things. But they, but meanwhile, you guys, they were so religious that they didn't even understand and open their eyes to what was happening in and front it, of them. Like, yeah. they just wanted their rules and their law. And they were holding that so steadfastly, you guys, that they missed this Messiah in front of their eyes. Mm-hmm. Like, that's got to be such a, you know, a harsh thing because it's like, wow, the Messiah, the answer, the one that is to come is here. And my ignorance had me miss it completely. <laughs> and it shows that, like, no matter how much scripture you have in your back pocket, yeah. like, if you pick and choose mm-hmm. or... Not you, I don't want to, like, if I were to have a bunch of scripture in my back pocket and I picked and chose what I wanted, I threw scripture in just to throw scripture in, hmm. like, that doesn't show that I'm, because that's what the Pharisees did. Right. Like, they picked and choose and they just threw scripture at literally Jesus mm-hmm. and was like, you're wrong because I know this much scripture. And he's like, oh boy, you don't even know, like, oh. the half of the story. 
<laughs> and it breaks my heart too. And you know, you guys, I'm going to have this real, like, honest, raw moment right now. Dude. I was like that. Like, when I came back, I know. <laughs> yeah. I feel like I was, and though, you guys, in some ways. And I came back from San Diego a few years ago, and I was down there for the summer preaching the gospel and just learning and loving Jesus like crazy and learning so much about my sin and how much I hated it, right? And I was just being mentored like crazy. And I, everyone was on fire around me. It was awesome. But in that, I came back, and I was so harsh to my family. And I remember I was at the Pharisees, and I was, I was quoting and throwing scripture at them, you guys. And my poor family. Zero love. I mean, with zero love. I was like, wake up. You've been, like, sleeping forever. Like, why haven't you raised me better in the Lord? Like, I was so <laughs> bitter. Like, right? And it reminds me, like, I, the Christians themselves, like, we can be like this. Like, mm-hmm. it's not just Muslim. It's not just Mormon. It's not just Catholicism. Yeah. Like, it's us. Like, yeah. we're part of the problem if we don't understand and get away from that religion versus relationship. It's relationship. That's all that it's about. It's about accepting Jesus. It's about understanding the Trinity. It's a, it's about accepting that role into our lives and saying, okay, the whole point is him. That's the only point that there is. And if we miss that, well, then we're so arrogant and we miss out on like the relationship with the person of Jesus and with the mm-hmm. Trinity. And the Trinity, I'm like, yeah. that's insane. Once you start to get to know who God really is, you'll never go back because it's, it's, you know, denying yourself and it's understanding it's so much bigger than us. It's so much bigger than mm-hmm. me. It's always been him. So I could keep going, but I know I was like, I know you can. I'm just sitting here like, <laughs> right. Yeah, it's just, it, it's just been, you know, so I just really hope and pray that you can understand that tonight that again, accepting Jesus, being a follower of Christ, it's relationship folks, because you're, you're following him, right? It's not just, Oh, I have to do X, Y, and Z. You're following in relationship with Jesus. Okay, here we go. Alrighty. Here we go. How do I start how do where do I begin oh, Allie great question Jenny Lee so I would say the first step is to accept and confess okay so I'm gonna quote here Romans chapter 10 verses 9 through 10 again Romans chapter 10 <laughs> verses 9 through 10 here we go if you declare with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead you will be saved saved okay so it's not saying like you might be saved you will be saved for it is with your heart that you believe and are justified and justification happens like instant right like when you accept that and when jesus when jesus died on the cross for you that was an instant justification that you are saved in his blood okay because he saved you and that just that happens when you um accept him and it is with your mouth that you profess your faith and are saved so again it's saying that if you confess you declare with your mouth jesus is lord and believe right so it's saying confess and believe don't just confess. Do you actually believe it? And here's the thing I think, folks, that so many people get, um, just it's just such a misunderstanding, is that, okay, I'm going to confess that Jesus is who he says he is, but do you believe that? Like, do you actually mm-hmm. believe that, or are you being forced to believe it? Ooh, like... Well, I have a question as a non-believer. Uh, it says, for it is with your heart that you believe. Mm-hmm. My muscle and my chest? <laughs> yeah. What does that mean? Yeah. I mean, I think in a lot of ways too, it's it's understanding that, you know, with your heart and saying, okay, to know something and to believe something are two different things, right? Mm-hmm. And so you can know, again, Jesus is Lord and believe, right? That's, your, that's you declaring that. But to believe in your heart is to say like, Lord, I believe that I need you. I believe that I can't do this on my own. I believe that I'm a sinful human that needs salvation and that's only found in you. Okay. So that's like a really, really humbling moment where you're saying, Lord, I give this to you. I confess with my tongue. I believe that you are who you say you are. And that I also say that I believe in my heart. I need you. I need a savior because I cannot do this on my own. And I, I, I'm not worth it. I I have nothing in me that's, that's going to make my life better. It's all you. Okay. So that's, that's step one is saying, okay, if I, 
I want a relationship with Jesus. And I pray that someone on this podcast, you know, that hears this really confesses their heart and gets saved tonight because it's saying it's an instant thing. You guys, it's literally saying, confess in your mouth, Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead and you'll be saved. Boom. Like it happens just like that. And so that's a moment when you are saved. And I think you know, we can go back and forth about this. So many people are probably like, was I, am I really saved? And that's mm-hmm. a whole other conversation for I later. Saying, but I used to struggle with that when right, I was younger. Yeah. Right. And that is a really legit question that I have to do more research on myself, right? Mm-hmm. Who really knows except Jesus Christ himself. Yeah, exactly. But, you know, I just think in general, it's that moment where you're like, hey, I declare with my mouth that he is who he says he is and I believe it. Okay. So that's, and even if you fall away from it, you're still saved, right? Because you still said it, you still declared it and you still believed it. You're still saved just because you fell away and are not following. Doesn't mean you're not saved anymore. Does it mean you should stay that way? No, it doesn't mean you should stay in that sin departing from Christ. It means get back to him, get back to the father, get back on his, his plan for your life and his will for your life. But that's all it takes, okay? So so that moment is salvation. Um, and so I'm going to kind of go from there too and just talk a little bit about grace um, because grace is so important. And I think, again, our culture, just people in general, we forget this because when we look at other religions, it's all about, okay, what can I do for God? Mm-hmm. What are all the things I need to stack on my schedule, God? Write in my notebook with my colored pens, my highlighters, like, and put up my sticky notes. Not calling you out, Jenny Lee. No, <laughs> you should legit see our Bible. It's like all those things. <laughs> Not saying that, though, Jenny. You're awesome. And you're organized, and it's great. It works for you. Um, but, you know, I think this is so often confused. So this is going to be uh, Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8 through 9. Here we go. For it is by grace that you have been saved through faith. And this is not from yourselves. It's not from you. Okay. You can't be like, Ooh, I accept it. That's from, that's, you know, that's from me. Like I'm so good. I'm so radical. I got this. It is from the gift of God. It's a gift. You guys, it's a free gift. He's given that he paid for. So it's not, it is free, but also he paid for that for you. So you didn't have to. It's free to us. Right. So he paid for it to give it to us. Very good. It is a (laughs) gift of God, not by work so that no one can boast. And that's the point you guys is God was saying it has nothing to do with you because I don't want you to boast about it. I want you to sit in it. I want you to try to fathom it. I want you to try to pray about it and realize the weight of what I've done for you on that cross. And it is only through grace that you have been saved through faith. And that is not from you. It is the gift of God almighty, not by works, nothing you can say or do that could ever make him love you more or make you deserve it or earn it so that no one can boast. So that's the whole point is just saying, you know, you cannot earn this. No one can earn this, no matter how much money you have, no matter how good you are, no matter how much time you spend on charities and all these other things and how much time you spend volunteering your time. That's not that's not going to do it. It's not going to cut it. He's already done it. All we have to do is accept it. And you guys, that part of accepting is also really hard. Yeah. Like it is not this yeah. easy the, thing the where I'm like. The other two are hard. Right. That's also. That is so hard. hard. All three of them are difficult. Ooh, it is hard. And you know mm-hmm. why it's so hard, you guys? Because we don't deserve it. That's why it's so hard because we're like, but God, look at what I've done. And I think someone tonight too on this podcast is saying, oh, but you don't understand Allie and Jenny. you like, you don't understand what we've done or what I've done or what I've been through, or what I've seen. You don't understand what we've we done. We don't understand either sister, okay, or brother. So yikes. So therefore it's saying it's, it's okay. Like I don't need to understand what you've done or, you know, justify that. Like God's already paid for that. Like he already sent his son for you and took all the beating and the lashes and the whips and the gnarly skin tearing for you. So you didn't have to. So yes, accepting is radically hard. It is so hard because you have to sit there and say, God, 
you're going to have to help me accept this grace because I cannot do this. And I've told him so many times, Lord, there I am again, trying to work out my salvation, trying to make, trying to earn my way to the top, Lord. And he's like, Allie, you missed the point. Like you missed the point that I already did it, that I've already accomplished it. All you have to do is rest in it. And so I just pray someone tonight that, you know, that's suffering with accepting that truth, just realize you're never too far gone. God is right there with arms wide open, ready for you. So I hope that that's encouraging. Mm-hmm. And just watch the Passion of the Christ and oh. then come back to me and tell me that <laughs> you don't feel something. <laughs> Snap. That movie is brutal, but also yeah. it, it represents that well. Mm-hmm. It really does. And yeah. it's And not even close to what I bet he actually endured on the cross, mm-hmm. <laughs> having to duplicate that. But... Beyond the point, good movie, but the next (laughs) step from salvation, like you were saying, salvation is hard and all of these steps are hard. So it's like you got to choose your heart, you know, when people say that, like, would you rather wake up and uh, go on a run to stay healthy and that's hard? Or would you rather never go on a run, never do anything and be unhealthy because that's also hard. Mm. It's like you got to choose your heart. Right. And that's kind of how I feel about the second point, which is transformation is... That is a hard one. Because, yeah, it is. Um, I'm just going to throw it right into Romans 12, too, because it describes it perfectly. Mm. I repeat, Romans 12, too. <laughs> um, but it just says, and it's a classic, uh, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. Mm. That sounds difficult, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but just to point out a couple things, like, don't be conformed to this world. He put it in the Bible for a reason, because it's going to be hard not to. Mm -hmm. Take it from us, take it from uh, veterans of being conformed to bad things, Mm -hmm. Uh, but he also does add... um, but be transformed. So he he didn't just say, don't be conformed, like, just don't do that. He says, be transformed, be have some transformation in your life away from that stuff, no matter how many friends you lose, no matter how many yeah. family members you lose, no matter uh, how people view you. That was a hard one for me is like transformation. That means I'm going to lose friends. That means my family's going to look at me differently. That means I'm because I'm a big people pleaser and yeah. I don't want that. But um, it takes a renewing of my mind. And the only way to renew your mind is to, um, like it says, be able to discern the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. Mm. Okay, I don't know what the will of God is, but... And lucky for you, he wrote a book. (laughs) He literally wrote 66 books of his Mm. will, his perfect goodwill for you, and to tell you what is acceptable and what isn't and what's perfect. And that's a hard one for me is like searching the word for that and not just being like, God, I thought this was okay. And he's like, well, if you read Romans, blah, 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 you would know that it's not. Um, And just know that God is also patient in that process because I used to be like, oh, I'm not going zero to a hundred. That means he's upset with me because I'm not being transformed as quickly as others. Um, So that's a good one. But there's also... Let's see if I can find it. Luke 9.23. Nice. Um, also in the New Testament, one of the Gospels, um, he just said, and I believe this is Jesus talking, and he said to all, if anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. Mm. For whoever would save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake will save it. For what does it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses or forfeits himself? Wow. Ooh. Ooh. 
That's tough. That's a tough <laughs> That's one. That's a tough one. The the idea of taking up your cross daily. I I've always kind of gotten a little confused about what that means. Mm-hmm. Like to take up my cross. Mm-hmm. Does that mean like own my crap? You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah take, I think it take does. It up and own it. Yeah, and man, see that in itself, you guys. There can be so many different, you know, contexts, you know, behind mm-hmm. that of people saying, "Oh, it's this. It's actually this." But I think in a lot of ways too, it's like, what is it that's your thorn, right? Like Paul talks about in the Bible, like there's this thorn that's been given to me, and I've asked repeatedly, and God said that like He wouldn't take it from me, like because it's actually like helping me so that I don't boast, right, and so I don't become arrogant. And so, what is your thorn? What is something that you're like, man? Every day I wake up and I know this is gonna be a struggle, like. Mm-hmm. I I know this is going to be a struggle. And I think in general, I think taking up your cross means denying yourself. So I think just taking up you, to be honest, in general, like your whole person and your heart and your soul and everything and just saying, Mm -hmm. Lord, I give you my heart. I give you my body, my mind, right? I give you everything today. Mm -hmm. The greatest commandment, love your God, love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, and soul. And so I think in that, it's, it's, you know, it's taking that, right, in all of the parts of you and giving that to him. And then it's saying, okay, Lord, these are the things that I really struggle with. Like, these are my thorns, mm-hmm. and I'm giving that to you today because I know all day long I'm going to be battling my flesh. And I'm going to be trying so hard to make it my way instead of yours. Mm-hmm. And it was it's interesting because after, like, uh, take up your cross daily and follow me, mm-hmm. which leads into the Great Commission, which is awesome that the Lord worked it out that way. But also uh, it says for whoever uh, would save his life will lose it. And wow. whoever loses his life for God's sake will save it. Wow. So it's like if I were to save my life, like keep my comfortability, keep my family members, like keep my friends, save all that stuff and cherish all that here. I'm like you said, I'm missing the point mm. and I'm going to lose everything in the long run. But if I uh, free will give it away, like how it says in the Bible, like Christ gave up his spirit. It wasn't taken from him. He gave it up to wow. the Lord. If I freely give that away and go, OK, it's not mine to keep. It's not mine to save. He says, I will save my life like that is the only way to save my life is to give it up. And I'm like, wow. oh, frick, but that's hard. It is. And, and hearing <laughs> that. lose my life. <laughs> <laughs> and hearing that too, you guys, you're probably thinking like, what does that even mean? Like, how do I like lose? How do I save my life by losing it? It doesn't make any sense. And I think that just means rejecting yourself. And rejecting and, the And world. rejecting the world. And yeah. that is so hard, you guys. Like, mm-hmm. we understand that this is not easy. And he yeah. understands. Yes. But that's why he gave us this, this book. That's why he gave us his word. Because he's saying, you're not going to understand. And culture is going to be so opposite of this and so always get in your word always dive deep into it get in the habit of reading it because you guys that's your answer like sometimes we pray Lord, would you give me a sign first of all don't test him second of all it's in the word like the answer is yeah. in the word everything that you could possibly imagine all the answers that you're looking for a lot of them are, are in this word right and, and it's anything, through him and by him anything he didn't include he didn't include it for a reason that's right that's like how you're saying anything you can think I can think mm-hmm. of a million different things that he didn't write in this mm-hmm. word because he's like that doesn't matter right all that matters is what i wrote down man but yeah i just love the take up your cross daily and follow me because follow me is what he like told each of the disciples is like mm-hmm. all right follow me and you're like uh okay gotta leave everything behind and follow him so that leads to point three after the transformation mm-hmm. after dying to yourself daily taking up your cross daily not being conformed to the world actually being transformed renewing your mind it yes. leads to the great commission ooh bing and that's Allie's strong point baby oh, I love the great commission but before we get into oh, that yeah. hey oh um, I just wanted to ask a question Jenny to you oh geez is that here we go she's 
on the spot, folks. Let's see if she can do it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> the question is, is do you personally feel like the more that you read the word or the more time you spend with Jesus, that taking up your cross gets easier or harder? Whew. The more I read it. Yeah. And the more you, time, the more the more time you spend, spend time with him. him. Yeah. I think personally, it depends on the day, but I think it gets harder because that the more I read and the more I learn, mm -hmm. the more I'm like persecuted, you know? Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying like, oh, just because I'm persecuted, it's going to be hard. But mm -hmm. in my mind, it is harder because it takes more faith. It takes less doubt. It takes more belief and uh, more transforming. Like we're never fully transformed to Christ's likeliness until we get to heaven. Mm -hmm. So in my own personal, it gets harder because I'm being pushed at like opposition is at me way harder mm. what about you though that's is a great answer opposite? i was gonna say it's an opposite for me but that's, that's what i was thinking but that's super interesting though and you guys I, I really think the lord like asked me to ask this question <laughs> because i think there's some of you that are thinking potentially the same thing mm -hmm. and i think it's both it's a both thing yeah. and it's whatever you know relates with you but i will say that i get that because you're literally saying the more i know about him the more the world's against me yeah so it's actually harder for me to take up my cross because i mm -hmm. like my sin and sin's fun don't we all like sin's our sin sometimes easy. and sin's easy yeah. we shouldn't like it but do we sometimes yes does yeah. everyone sometimes yes doesn't mean it's right but the more we know him the more we hate our sin right mm -hmm. but in a way you know jenny that totally makes sense because you're saying like oh i'm spending all this time with him but now like I understand the weight of my sin and how dang difficult it is to say like, Lord, I actually reject all of that and just look towards you. Mm -hmm. That's so good. And, and see, yeah. for me, it's like, okay, I'm thinking about it. And I'm like, okay, the more time I spend with him, the easier it is to take up my cross because That's not fair. <laughs> <laughs> but here's the thing. Not always. Yeah. That depends That's on the day. Right. And same with you. I would say on average, it's easier. But then you get those really, really tough days yeah. where you're weeping like I did today. No, you're just <laughs> She's not, though. She's not kidding. It's true. It's, it's legit true. Um, but, you know, you get those days, you guys, that just knock you on your butt. And you're like, no. Like, I'm sorry, but, like, I'm not going to give you this today. Like, mm -hmm. I'm not going to sit at your feet and worship you today. Isn't that sad? But that's how we think, right? And there's really no shame in that. It's just to say that that's sometimes how we can be. We run away from the one that that we want the mm -hmm. most, that we need the most, right? But I just felt yeah, like the Lord just – Yeah, that is super interesting. That is both so, ways. Either way, you guys, that's not a bad answer, yeah. honestly. And I think mm -hmm. that that will relate with a lot of you that's saying, hey, uh, we get it. It's easier and hard at the same time. So that's fun. <laughs> <laughs> no answer there. Back to the Great Commission. <laughs> Back to the Great Commission. Here we go. All right. So the Great, Great Commission, commission. <laughs> the greatest commission there ever was told <laughs> was Matthew. Okay. Matthew, Beautiful. one of the gospels as well. Matthew chapter 28 verses 16 through 20. These ones are long. So you might want to just reflect, maybe not Close right. Close your eyes. Close your eyes. Yes. Take it all in. Here we go. Hold, hold Jesus's hand. That's right. Then the 11 disciples went to Galilee to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. So he, they're being obedient, right? The, the 11 disciples are being obedient and going where Jesus told them to go. They're following, right? Being followers of Christ. When they saw him, they worshiped him, but some doubted. We can relate Doubting to that. Doubting Thomas. Man. <laughs> Darn Thomas. Hey, that's me. I understand. I then Jesus came to them and said, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, therefore, right? He's saying, okay, all authority has been given to me, but wait for this. Therefore, go G-O, go, 
which means you're not going to stay stagnant. You're going to go and you're going to make, which is an action, right? You're, you're actually doing something. It's not just hearing about it. You're actually, you're doing something. Make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit and all teaching three. them, right? Oh, the Trinity, come yeah. on. And teaching them, right? So another action, you're going to be teaching them. So not only are you going to be making disciples and telling them about Jesus, you're going to be teaching them. How beautiful mm-hmm. is that? Like you're going to spend time with them, right? Which means you need to know your word. That's right. And you're spending time with them. You're being intentional, right? You're loving them well. You're not being like, hey, get it, dummy. Slap them over the head with the Bible. I mean, like, (laughs) that's one way to get it across, but it's not going to go well. Um, Teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And that, again, is huge because you're literally discipling discipling people to say, okay, this is what the word says. And I'm like, let's walk through this together. Let's step by step walk through this together and say, okay, God is laying this out in the word. Let's do it together. You're not alone. You're not running this race alone by yourself, sweaty, hungry, right? Like all these things, like you are with someone and that's how discipleship should be, folks. And I just, I'm so passionate about it because I think some of you too that are listening are like, have never heard of it, have never seen a disciple well or someone being discipled well, or you haven't been discipled well. And God wants that for you. Like God wants someone who's going to say, hey, partner, let's read through the word together, partner, (laughs) and let's love God well together. And I'm going to give you steps of accountability and I'm going to have steps of accountability and we're going to do it together. And that's the whole point, right? Is, is doing it together and teaching them how to obey everything that God has commanded of us. And surely, this is the, one of the best parts, and surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. And see, again, that's just crazy because God is saying, okay, to the disciples, I have all the authority in heaven and on earth because I'm God. I'm sovereign. If he creates his whole universe, he makes the rules, right? He's, <laughs> he can do that. Um, and right. then, right? <laughs> he's so good. Um, and then he's saying, okay, well, now that you know that, <laughs> go. And I'm asking you to go and to not stay comfortable. I'm asking you to go. And I'm asking you to not only go, but to make disciples of all nations, you guys. That is not just like, okay, go to Canada, stay in Canada, never leave from Canada. It's saying there's all nations out there that don't know of the name of Jesus. Why aren't mm-hmm. you going? Like, we don't need a sign to go. It says it here. And, you know, something I thought about recently, too, was I had a member of my, a person in my church in college, and um, I think it was their parents or maybe some of their family were missionaries. And they were saying, you know, they were never missionaries until the, the first time that they like heard the, the Great Commission. They heard the Great Commission and they were like, well, it's in the words. We're just going to go move. Mm-hmm. And they, like packed wow. up everything and moved to like New Zealand or something. And they like preaching the word of God. And they were like, "It. we didn't need a sign. Like we don't need a sign. Like everything in the, like, like to go and to make disciples and to go to all nations. Like I don't need someone to tell me to do it. God already told me to do it and I'm going to do it. And that's just what he asks of us, right? And that's so not comfortable, you guys. And I understand the weight of that for some of you that are listening. Like, that's not my calling. That's not what I want to do. That's not what he says. And it's like... That's the point. It's not supposed right. to be comfortable. And it's <laughs> not, right? And I'm guessing you, the disciples, did not want to go. I'm guessing no. you, some of them really didn't want to go. Mm-hmm. Some of them had wives. Some of them mm-hmm. had jobs. Like, they were fishermen. They had their things. But they literally dropped everything and went. Wow. And it's like, it also shows with the disciples that he doesn't just like choose the it's what is the quote like he doesn't choose the equipped but he equips Equips the chosen or something like that like Matthew was a tax collector Mm -hmm. and they still he was still like all right come follow me buddy like right and do you think he he equipped Matthew before that no No. like he chose Matthew out of the booth he got out of that booth and he started following God and then he became equipped like you're not just gonna be working one day and be like 
man, I just feel completely ready. Like I'm going to quit my job and leave tomorrow. Like, it's like, no, like oftentimes God's like, Hey, I'm going to take you out. You're going to have like no idea how to really even do what I'm asking you to do yet. And you're going to learn as you go and you're going to go. And then I'm going to equip you as you're going, because that's part of it. Right. It's saying that, okay, God is literally telling you, I want you to go and then I'll equip you. And sometimes that mm-hmm. like scares people. Cause they're like, but I don't feel ready. I'm like, you're not, you but he's going to make yeah. you ready. Like, yeah. you know, like that's part of the process you guys are becoming ready is that you're not just ready you're becoming ready and you're never just ready you know what I mean and it's awesome with uh this next verse that we're going to talk about that it's like he doesn't just do that and then leave you in the dust and be like bye he's like I'm (laughs) gonna bless you through that wow in this verse so good yep so this is going to be uh Romans chapter 10 verses 14 through 15 this is so so awesome you guys really listen to this one how then can they call on the one they have not believed in and how can they believe in the one whom they have not heard and how can they hear without someone preaching to them and how can anyone preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring the good news. Crazy. Because I think, it, you know, too, this this passage that Paul's talking about in Romans, he's saying, you know, how can people, how can they call on the one they have not believed in? So how can people say, okay, Jesus, Jesus, if they haven't even been yeah. told, if they haven't even been aware of who Jesus is, they have not heard it. And they're saying, and how can they hear without someone preaching to them? Which means you're supposed to preach to them, which means all nations are waiting to hear the good news. Like someone's got to do it. We've got to do it because people out there aren't doing it and they're staying comfortable on staff. And they don't want to go for a variety of reasons. I get the reasons, right? I'm not saying that the reasons aren't legit. They're legit reasons. Like, it Mm -hmm. makes sense. But it's saying, like, people out there are suffering. There's approximately 3 billion people that have never heard of the name of Jesus compared to what David Platt said. Look him up. He's great. But, you know, (laughs) just in general, I mean, like, that's wild, you guys. And some of us have been feeling like a twinge of maybe I'll go eventually. That's God telling you, I want you to go. Like, your time is now. Like, don't waste your years because you could literally be spreading the seed of Christ and spreading the gospel everywhere you go and changing and impacting lives that have literally never heard of the hope of Jesus. And it's like he doesn't say that we have to go and save people because that's not our job. Mm -hmm. And I thought it was... Interesting, because in Luke, it also says, like, if you go and you teach and you tell them and you share the gospel and they don't want to hear it, Mm. you planted that seed, you did your job. It says uh, to put, like, get the dust off of your feet and keep going. Mm. You don't have to, like, stay there and be like, well, these people need to hear. They heard. They Mm. heard. That's up to them to take it. And I always compare it to planting a seed. And then getting impatient, digging it up, asking mm. it why it's not growing, and then planting it again. <laughs> That's good. Digging it up. Why aren't you growing? Planting it again. That it's like, wipe the dust off your feet and keep going. There's wow. more nations to be reached. There's... Three billion people that need to be reached. Jeez, that's so good, Jenny Lee. And specifically, you know, we talked about David Platt a lot, and he has this app called Stratus, right? And we've talked Mm -hmm. about it before in our uh, Underground Church podcast, but I just want to mention that again. Stratus is an app that he's created. I don't think it's an app. Or sorry, not an app. Oh, I thought it was an app. I'm not sure. I know it's he has an Instagram profile of it, and it just kind of determines and talks about. the different needs for different mm-hmm. countries and where they are on the stratus. Like Afghanistan was like number one in yeah. need of spiritual and physical need. Right. And even just following him on radical.net, yes. Uh, yes. Uh, reading his books. He yes. has a secret church podcast. He has a radical podcast. He's a very awesome dude with a lot of good information, a lot of good experience as well uh, with the Holy Spirit and going overseas and just can really spark some fires. If you're like, oh, well, I don't really know. I'm on the fence. And then you listen to him and you're like, 
All right, I'm selling my bed. I'm moving out tomorrow. See you later. I'll be in Thailand for right? two years. I'm getting one way ticket. Bye. Bye. But you know, seriously though, in a lot of ways, like that's what happened to Jenny's heart. Like I'm sitting here with my beautiful roommate and my co-host, and I mean, come on. And she's an example, you guys. Like literally, even two months ago, I shared with her a little bit about David Platt, right? And I just said, okay, like he has this movement called Radical, and he's sending you know people like us, our age, overseas to places where it's literally physically like they they have such need and spiritually they have such a need because no one's heard of the name of Jesus. Friends, take a minute to let that sink in. There are people that have never, ever heard of the name. And so just imagine how much you love Jesus or how much you're getting to know about Jesus and his character. And you're like, wow, that is so beautiful. And that's so special. They don't even know. And in some places, I think he's Santa, like literally, like they just, they've never heard of it. And that is so sad. Like that is so heartbreaking that their hope that the medicine is going to heal them and cure them. They have no access to it. Right. And that's all he's trying to say is, is trying to put those statistics out there. And, and Jenny sweep that up real quick. <laughs> right. I mean, the seed was planted, right? All I did was have to tell her about it. I didn't even tell her, look at it. I didn't even say, Jenny, you have to look at all these things every day. Like I just showed her I just showed her David Platt, showed her Radical, and she got on there and started doing a bunch of research. And now she's like listening to like a ton a day and she's <laughs> reading all these books, buying all these books, right? And it literally sometimes that's all it takes, you guys, is just saying, hey, wow, look There's what God's more. doing. There's so much yeah. more than us out mm-hmm. there. There's know? more than just what I know. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. Yeah, wow, I can go on forever. But I was going to continue in that and, and kind of just mention one last verse. So one last verse for the day. Um, and this is Ephesians chapter 6, verse 12. So sorry, lots of verses coming at you. Don't apologize. But at the same time, I'm not sorry. But I do mean it's like bam, bam, bam. So just reflect mm-hmm. to later. And, you know, I'd even recommend listen, maybe listen again, right? And, and again, maybe even just, just like kind of soak it in and reflect. Because this is a on longer one. It is. We realize that. Yes. But it's because there's passion and the Holy Spirit's behind it. And there's yeah. a ton of verses that you don't just want to read a verse and be like, okay, so next verse is like right. you want to actually explain it. Yeah. Get context. And then even... Oh, shooting out some verses that we didn't even write down. Right, like which is the just, Holy Spirit, you guys. Yeah. Like, that was not planned. So, all right. So, last verse. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 12. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Yeah. <laughs> Yikes or Rooney, folks. And that's it. No, I'm just kidding. And, uh, and sleep peacefully. And go, be the, go, go be the light after that. <laughs> Sleep peacefully. No, I'm just kidding. So here's the good news, you guys. That isn't the good news. Like the good news is the good news, which means you've been saved. Like you don't have to worry about this annoying devil coming up on you all the time and ruining your life. Like he's going to always pester you. And this is what this is saying here, you guys. And this is so keen because some people are literally like, oh, it's the government. It's people. It's this situation. It's an evil world. I'm like, yeah, because the fall, because Mm of, you know, eating the fruit, because of Eve eating the fruit and Adam not stopping her. You know what I mean? And, and just that in general, they turn their backs from God and they said, you know what? I want to be like you, God. So I'm going to eat the fruit, even though you told me not to. And if you think about it, sin is just turning our back. So literally people are like, what's the big deal? It's just fruit. But it's a huge deal because that was not what the point was. It was to be in perfect unity with them. And so because they sinned, they fell in that. All of humanity now is it's it's damned to hell. I mean, honestly, literally without the hope of Jesus. And so just to say that there's literally a spiritual enemy in here that is literally trying to kill you and trying to seek and destroy um, you on the daily, you know, and that it's not just people. 
right? It's literally like spiritual principalities that are unseen, you guys. That's crazy. There's things, forces working against you, powers, demonic things that are working against you actively every day that hate you, that want to kill you. Mm-hmm. And that is lit. Like that's literally it. And that's we forget scary. that, right? And we think, oh, it's just people or government. It's like, no, there's a legit enemy out there and he's going to take you down if you don't understand where your hope is, where your hope lies and what God is as is doing for you, what he's already done for you. So mm-hmm. we just, we hope that was so encouraging all of that. And like, again, the good news is that this verse, it's not like, okay, sleep peacefully. Like we were kidding mm-hmm. right before. Like, it's like, you can sleep peacefully because the good news, that's why you mm-hmm. get to sleep peacefully tonight when you lay your head on that pillow, because God's already conquered it. And he's already done it. So the enemy has no power in that, right? Like the light overcomes the darkness. The darkness cannot overcome it. That's our original mm-hmm. verse of this podcast. You guys is the light always wins and he's always on your side every, every step of the way. So that was a lot, yeah. but we are just super thankful to be able to talk about that tonight and just really hope and pray that that touched a lot of hearts and mm-hmm. um, that people feel encouraged in their walk. And again, if you have questions, comments, right, anything, please reach out to us at light underscore chats with our Instagram. And we'd love to hear from you. Things you liked, maybe some certain things you didn't like, mm-hmm. right? All of the above. Yeah, like anything. we just want, um, want your feedback. You we want to hear from you. Yes. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I we'd love to pray for you. And we would really do it. Like mm-hmm. we're not going to just see it and be like, next, like we, we got you. We got your back. We're praying for you and we love you. Like you are so loved. So, um, having said that, reach out to us, but Jenny Lee, what is our weekly prayer this week for our people? Alrighty. So we want to ask you guys to take some time to evaluate your relationship with Christ, whether you need, you need a relationship with him, whether mm-hmm. the first step is salvation, whether yes. you're in the middle of transformation, maybe you're where I am, where you're like, okay, great commission. What's that all about? Mm-hmm. And we just uh, pray that you ask God uh, what your next step is in your faith, whether that be accepting him in the first place, mm-hmm. whether that be, hey, God, I have this sin or this struggle, this drug, this drink, this uh, pornographic website, any of these things like Help me to be transformed in that to look more like you because these don't look like you mm-hmm. or whether it's all right, God, send me, send me wow. or like it. I don't, I think it's in, it's in the old Testament somewhere. It says, here I am, here I am. Send me, send me. Yes. Yeah. It's like, maybe that's your next step. Um, but just pray and ask the Lord and really evaluate where you are and what your next steps are. And we would love to hear about your next steps yes. too at our Instagram. Say, hey, like this is where I'm looking towards doing or will you help me figure out more about salvation or transformation and do your own research too with the verses that we provided yes. for you of just, all right, God, I'm going to open this up. I'm going to read Romans and just see what you're, what you're all about and what you're trying to tell me. So It was a long one. Yes. A very long podcast today, but (sighs) totally worth it because it wasn't us. Right. None of that was us. Yeah, you guys. And like I said, we we love you so much. And, 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 you know, even in this, you guys, in our weekly prayer, we do it too, right? It's not just you. We're not just saying, do this, tell us about it. Cool. Good for you. Like we are taking our own time to evaluate our relationship with Christ and our sin. We need to, we need to rip out Mm -hmm. that sin and be like, and confront it. You guys stop hiding your sin. Someone on this podcast needs to hear this. You're hiding and you're sleeping that under the, co- the the covers and the rug and it's going to blow up and the, the wind's going to come and everything's going to be, you know, it's just hit you in the revealed, <laughs> right? To everybody. And I'm just saying right now, God can handle it. He is not like ashamed to be yours. Mm-hmm. He's not ashamed to be your dad or your father, like, or your king. He can handle that. And he's wanting to conquer your sin once and for all. He's wanting to conquer that daily. So 
We just pray that you can really take that time, really reflect, and really to feel loved in his presence and spend time with your creator because he created mm-hmm. you. He knows you best, right? So, And do not be afraid to reach out to us. Yes. We, we really we love would love to hear from you guys, either at our personal Instagrams mm-hmm. or, which if you have it, I'm not going to give it out, but uh, <laughs> or at our Light Chats Instagram. But yeah. Awesome. Keep it real, y'all. We love you guys so much. And God bless and go be the light. Go be the light. Have a great week, you guys. We love you so much.